Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. It's time for our bracket breakdown. March Madness is officially here. Brandon, I got to ask your first impressions on the field of 68. Me personally, as a New Yorker, growing up watching St. John's, the Johnnies in the big dance makes me feel good. I just don't think they deserve to be there, brother. What do you think of the job the committee did this year? You know, neither do I. Um, you know, I've said it for years. When you got guys that are putting this together that wear white dress shirts with five pins tucked in the pocket with black rim glasses, you're going to get bad situations. And, and once again, there's teams that got shafted. There's teams that got in. I, for the life of me, when I saw it come out, asked myself a hundred million times, how on God's green earth did Belmont get into this tournament. I look at their resume. I look at their schedule. They have one quad one win December 15th at UCLA. Other than that, the only other non-conference teams they played, Illinois State, Middle Tennessee State, lost to Wisconsin Green Bay, beat Western Kentucky, big deal, and lost at Purdue. Other than that, that's it. It was all conference games. It was losing in your conference tournament championship game. And you give them an at-large bid and you keep a team like NC Greensboro out for the life of me. I don't know how Belmont deserved to get in. They didn't beat anybody. Well, yeah, they, they beat UCLA. They, beat at, they won at UCLA, but UCLA is not that great. You know, 26 and 5 says something. Um, I, I no, think. No, it doesn't. You got an NC Greensboro team that has an identical record to Belmont. They got to their conference tournament final, lost a heartbreaker in a game they led the whole way against Wolford. This is a Greensboro team that lost to LSU. Mm. This is a Greensboro team that lost at Kentucky. This is a Greensboro team that their other losses were to Wolford not once, Wolford not twice, but Wolford three times, and the only other loss was to Furman, who went on the road and beat Villanova. So here's a Greensboro team, senior-laden, that got shunned for Belmont. The Belmont Bruins robbed the NCAA Tourney Committee Bank and got in. Travesty. Absolute travesty. Travesty number two. How are you going to tell me that the Michigan State Spartans win the regular season Big Ten championship, win the Big Ten tournament championship, and you're going to make them the lowest of the two seeds? 
that I honestly thought they could get a one seed after watching too. them beat Michigan and in the Big Ten final. I, I was thinking that they were going to – I was surprised that three ACC schools got the one seeds. I thought Michigan State deserved a one, maybe over Virginia because they lost to Florida State as opposed to North Carolina, who beat Duke twice in the regular yep. season and then yep. lost in the conference tournament. I, I would have thought that maybe Virginia or even Gonzaga, you know, as much as we love the Zags here on this show, Brandon – the Should loss to St. Mary's hurts them so much. Yep. It was enough to drop them down to the two line. You're right. I, I think Tom Izzo has a real beef here. Sparty should have been a one seed. And think about this. You lose to a St. Mary's team that you beat twice by an average of 41 points, and you can't beat them in your conference tournament final, and you still reward them with a one seed, and you make Michigan State – who won both, as I said, regular season and Big Ten tournament championship, and you don't make them just a two seed. You make them the lowest of the two seeds. Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, they're in the same region with Duke. Oh, I would love to see a Duke-Michigan State matchup in the the regional final, which is what I think we're going to get out of that region. You're going to, because we'll we'll start there. We'll we'll, we'll break down the But that's disappointing. And, you know, Duke, once again, VCU, UCF winner. It'll be interesting to see that if UCF can can get by VCU, that the seven-foot-six taco goes against big-time uh, Zion Williamson. Going <laughs> taco Fall, what a name. Seven-foot-six-inch <laughs> man-child in round two. What a name. But after cakewalk with, with the Mississippi State Liberty winner and the Virginia Tech St. Louis winner. So potentially you're going to have a sweet 16 matchup of Virginia Tech and Duke. Virginia Tech, of course, beat them late in the year after they won at Syracuse, playing without Zion. Virginia Tech uh, beat them. That could be your sweet 16 matchup. And then here's Michigan State. And once again, the committee. Why do we need to see three Big Ten teams in the same bracket, Maryland, Minnesota, Michigan State. What's so glorious about a Michigan State, Minnesota round of 32 rematch? What well, if we want that? We'll go back to the Big Ten Network and on demand look at their first matchup. It's just it's unbelievable how they put this together. But I like the draw for Michigan State. Uh, I don't think they'll have any problem with Louisville, Minnesota. I think y- Yale's going to give LSU all they can handle. The Wade accusations and the wiretap and everything, the the cloud surrounding LSU is the dirty uh, cloud of dust following uh, uh, Pigpen in uh, Charlie Charlie. Uh, uh, who is it? Uh, in, Charlie, uh, Brown Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. Pigpen, right? That's hovering over LSU. Linus, is it, not pressure. Linus. That's uh, the stinky one. The one, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I, I I like the draw Michigan State has. To face Duke, and then I guarantee you, and I was just texting before we came on air with Rob McQuaid, whose son Matt McQuaid had a career-high 27. I played high school basketball with Rob and and uh, have followed Matt's career. In fact, went back to my high school and inducted Rob into our high school Hall of Fame, was the MC of those ceremonies, and met Matt, and we had an epic game of horse at, at our high school gym <laughs> at Midland High on a Saturday morning. Me and Matt was H-O-R-S to H-O-R. I called a, a college three bank from the left side, made it. Matt gives me a wink, makes it to, to stave off S, and puts me away H-O-R-S-E to H-O-R-S, uh, actually H-O-R. Um, very happy for Matt, 27, led the comeback by Michigan State. And Rob likes their draw, too, and Rob agrees with me. If we get a Duke-Michigan State uh, Elite Eight, 
the two bigs from Michigan State, Tillman and Goins, they will bang Zion, and they will bang him hard. And then they got Nick Ward, who's 6'11", coming off the bench. They got three bodies they can bang him with. And the one thing about Sparty, they can defend. This is probably the best defensive team Izzo's had in about 15 years. Think about this. They were down 60-55 to Michigan mm-hmm. and held Michigan scoreless the last 252 and closed the game on a 10-0 run, playing their third game in third day. Um, kudos to Michigan State. I hope they meet Duke. I think that probably could be one of the best games. What I like about them is, well, they're tor- Tom Ezzo's tournament tested, right? He's been through the rigors before. He knows exactly how to coach in this situation. But this is a team, you mentioned the come from behind against Michigan here on Sunday. It didn't just happen again here on Sunday. It happened in all three times that they played Michigan this season. This team is resilient, probably the most resilient team that I've seen this season. So you look at them, they are 15-1 to right now to win the national championship. Duke, of course, is your favorite, and when you're in the same bracket as the favorite, it's going to hurt your odds a little bit. But 15-1 to is not a terrible play. Here's the problem for Izzo. He's 1-11 all-time versus Coach K. That's what's staring him in the face right now yep. as he looks at the Elite Eight. Rob and I were talking about that. So it'll be interesting. That's a very big gorilla to get off his back to get to the Final Four for Tom Izzo, which has been a magical, magical, magical team and a magical season, battling injury and battling everything they're battling. So I want to look at the uh, some of the things that the committee decided to do here in this East bracket. First off, don't. Anybody lie to me, Brandon, and tell me there wasn't a little, uh, you know, young Patino going up against Louisville, avenging, firing his dad. You know the committee was thinking about that, right? Well, let me just say this. They do strange things. Um, These are not guys that I would take into Spring Rhino in Vegas with me and take it deep on a Saturday night. It's not going to happen, bro. Okay, I understand that. So... They probably they they probably thought about that. They 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 think in that warped outside the box. Um, you're right. Interesting matchup there. Uh, Gonzaga in the West. Uh, Syracuse Baylor could give them fits. That that it'd be neat to see uh, Syracuse in that two three matchup zone against the Zags and see the bigs of the Zags work in that zone. Uh, Florida State coming out of the bottom of that little eight team draw. Um, Vermont, and I think the best first round game, hands down, Marquette and Murray State. I mm-hmm. think you you got Howard versus Moran. That's must see TV, as Dickie V would say. Get out the popcorn, baby. Well, you know that there's gonna, you know that Murray State's probably gonna be the most popular twelve five upset. We've talked about that before, uh, rightfully so. They're a talented team, and they do have a top three player in this upcoming draft in Morant. Another dangerous team that I like here in this bracket, Brandon Buffalo. I think Buffalo is dangerous, and if they can get by Texas Tech, which is gonna be a heck of a second round matchup. Buffalo against possibly Michigan in the Sweet 16, The I just think Buffalo's dangerous. Yeah, what's funny is I think Arizona State's dangerous. Um, one of the most entertaining games I've seen all year was the semifinal game Saturday night with Arizona State and Oregon. Back and forth, lead changes inside three minutes, went to overtime. Um, Arizona State's got a big that can play with his back to the basket. has got great guards. If Buffalo gets by that, and, and I do like Arizona State over St. John's on that play-in game, um, and then after that, great matchup with Buffalo. Um, 
Well, then it's Bobby. Hur- then it's Bobby Hurley going up against his former squad. Yeah, and and here's the amazing thing about it: Texas Tech better not sleep on Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky is a feisty, feisty group of guys. Um, I think the Nevada Florida winners one and done. Very disappointing finish to the to the season for Nevada, losing to San yeah. Diego State in their conference tournament, and uh, and then you know Michigan coming out of the bottom there. Um, let's move over to the South, where we got Virginia up top, Tennessee on the bottom. Um, impressed with the Vols win over Kentucky, little gassed against Auburn today, and and the emotion of beating Kentucky kind of took it over over the Vols. Tennessee better be careful because since uh, I like Cincinnati to drill Iowa, and and I really believe that Cincinnati's a dangerous seven seed going against Tennessee. They better be careful because Cincinnati will punch them in the mouth. Cincinnati's physical, love their coach. Um, see him at the Kentucky Derby every single year. We have a cocktail. Um, now think Maddie about this Paul's, though, Brandon. That game's going to be in Ohio, about Columbus. an hour, yep. an hour and fifteen minutes away from campus. So yep. you're talking about a seven-two matchup in Cincinnati, Tennessee, where that gym might be seventy percent Bearcat fans. Yep, absolutely. Um, the over-under total play for the entire tournament, Purdue and Old Dominion might combine to go under 51 points. <laughs> um, that would be the ugliest first-round game in the history of mankind. Villanova-St. Mary's, great little matchup there. Uh, 13-4 possible upset, UC Irvine over Kansas State, who's one of their best players banged up, held out of the Big 12 tournament. Um, one of my favorite plays of the first round, is Oregon 12 over a five. Yeah. If you saw, you probably didn't, but this Ducks team is unbelievable to run playing their fourth game in four days and to run Washington out of the gym in Vegas. Yeah, very impressive. Keep an, keep an eye on Oregon sitting there. That spread's good. That spread's gonna move too, Brandon, because right now I think it's one, if not a pick'em, and the money's coming in on Oregon. I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon winds up being a favorite in that game. Yeah, and that's that's another thing I said about people is ignore the seedings and let the line tell you what Vegas thinks. And and this is filling out your bracket. Ignore the seedings, and if you're on the fence about a game, let the point spread make you lean one way or the other. The Vegas spread is what you pay attention to, not these morons in Kansas City who put this thing together. Mm, absolutely. And like I said, that spread is going to move, and I would not be shocked if Oregon winds up being a favorite by the time those two teams tip off. I think it was at one it opened up as a Wisconsin favorite, and I think it's moved to a pick already in a couple of places that, that I've seen here late Sunday night. Let's go down to the Midwest, and North Carolina is your one seed, Brandon. And in my opinion, yeah, they lost to, to Duke with a healthy Zion there in the tournament. No one over the past two and a half weeks or so has been better than North Carolina. I mean, they they completely flipped a switch a couple of weeks ago and really turned it on. They are playing great basketball. I love May. I think this team has enough players to get them to the national championship game. And I, I don't see anybody in this region pushing North Carolina to the limit. I want you to think about this, all right? Mm-hmm. This is a travesty of epic proportions, and I'm so disgusted because of 
what I'm looking at, just indulge me for a moment because it, it, there's no, there's no reward for my Warford Terriers. Yeah, there's I know. Just, there's no reward for a team that wins their last 20 games, okay? Mm-hmm. You go 29-4 and four on the year. Your four losses are against North Carolina to start the year, at Oklahoma, at Mississippi State, and at Kansas. So what do you do? You, 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 you put them as a seven seed, and you put them down against Seton Hall in the first round, and then you turn around and say, okay, if you beat them, here's Kentucky mm-hmm. in round two. It, it's it's mind-blowing how they got screwed. And, and John Calipari's right. He says, every year they do this to me and my team. They did us no favors by having to play a Wolford Seton Hall winner. They did us no favors with a, a Houston or an Iowa State lurking in the Sweet 16. And then there's North Carolina sitting above there who we got to go through. So Cal gets gets a gets a bad rap every year, and, and he's got it again here. That right there, that eight-team corner in the Midwest bracket – of Iowa State, Ohio State, Houston, Georgia State, Wilford, Seton Hall, Kentucky, th- th- those seven, that's the toughest corner in the entire bracket this year. That's going to be a slugfest getting out of there and getting to the, the Elite Eight. Which is all the more reason why I like North Carolina to come out of this region because those teams are going to beat the crap out of each other in these yep. games. And whoever yep. it winds up being, which right now in my bracket I have it as Houston, but whoever it winds up being that faces North Carolina in that regional final, they might be completely worn out when it comes to that point. And UNC just might breeze through all of their opponents. I think Utah State can give them some troubles, but Washington will probably take care of them. Yeah, you know, I like Auburn, but I can easily see New Mexico State upsetting Auburn as well. Kansas is not the same team that they've been in years. And I just think that it's North Carolina's region to lose. I think if Kansas isn't careful, Northeastern beats them. But I don't have Kansas going any further than the round of 32 if they get by Northeastern. I broke the news the other day. I'll break the news here. Uh, my sources tell me Bill Self has done at Kansas. Mm. He's walking away before everything breaks with these wiretaps and everything going on with the program. He had his 14 straight conference regular season titles snapped. There's no reason for him to stay at Kansas any longer. My sources tell me Bill Self will be gone at the end of this season, and he may wind up as the next coach of the Chicago Bulls. That's what I heard through the grapevine. That's what I'm sticking to. But I'm 95.5% sure this is Bill Self's last run in the NCAA tournament with the Kansas Jayhawks. And between me and you, I think it will be a short one. Very, very interesting stuff. I want to look at some of the spreads here that we see on these games. Uh, The highest spreads that we see, Purdue is a 12-point favorite over Old Dominion. Uh, Florida State, 11.5 over Vermont. Kentucky, 21 over Abilene Christian. Michigan State, 20 over Bradley. You got Michigan, 15.5 over Montana. Virginia, 24 over Gardner-Webb. Tennessee, 17.5 over Colgate. Houston, 12.5 over Georgia State. Texas Tech, 14.5 over Northern Kentucky. And then Virginia Virginia Tech, excuse me, 10 over 
over St. Louis. Those are the open lines, the big open lines. Any of those big numbers scare you, Brandon? No, um, you know, maybe too big a too big a bite for Tennessee to cover. Um, going to the medium lines, I think I'm telling you, LSU lane eight to that Yale team. It's too many. You start putting up something in the 90s against a Tommy Amaker coached Harvard team. Um, this is a Yale team returns all five starters for last year. They got an NBA uh, type player that some feel will go in the first round. They were very impressive today. They were the best team in the uh, Ivy League all year long. Um, that's a potential uh, 14 over a three with the cloud that is hovering over LSU wiretap. Like I said at the top of the podcast, that could be your 14 over a three. I just don't see any 15s pulling off the upset. Uh, I know. Uh, I believe Middle Tennessee State knocked off Tom Izzo and Michigan State two years ago um, in the round, in the opening round, which was a 15 uh, over a two. I don't see that happening with any 15 this year. Um, Colgate doesn't scare me. Don't know enough about them. We'll dig in, though, and see and if I can uncover a little rock. Um, but other than that, I, I don't. I don't see another 15. Abilene Christian over Kentucky. Don't know enough about them. Um, Montana plus 15 half over Michigan. Don't know if much about them. And there's no way Bradley's beating Tom Izzo on Michigan State. <laughs> well, I want to look at the first four, the teams that are playing in the first four, because every year a team that comes out of that first four winds up advancing to the next round. I think that it's going to be Belmont, the team that you did not think belonged in this tournament. I think not only does Belmont beat Temple, I think Belmont upsets Maryland. They're my pick to come out of the first four and advance to the next round. I have a feeling where I know you're going to go with it because you mentioned it before how much you like them. I think you might be going with Arizona State if there is a team from the first four to advance to the next round. It's a good draw for Belmont, even though I, I, I don't think they deserve to get in. It's an unbelievable draw to get to the round of 32 to have Maryland sitting there who just, they got a big man that's great, but at the end of the day, their guards are young, make poor decisions. Um, you're right. I mean, if they get by Temple, uh, they could very likely um, get it done. I don't think Arizona State can beat Buffalo. Um, I love Massenburg. Um, six of their top seven scores back from last year's team that beat Arizona. They've been great all year long. I had them plus nine and a half when they went into Syracuse early in the year and went outright. Um, I, I don't think either Arizona State or St. John's can beat Buffalo. And then potentially the Buffalo-Texas Tech matchup in the round of 32 could be one of the better games we see. All right, let's wrap this up with some quick picks. Uh, you may have mentioned some of these before, but let's go through some of the history of the NCAA tournament and which teams you think are likely to advance to the next round. So, 12 seeds have beaten a 5 seed 26 of the last 30 years. Give me one 12 seed that's going to beat a 5 this year. Oregon. Oregon over Oregon Wisconsin. Yep. Okay. They will beat Wisconsin. A 13 or 14 seed has won 18% of their first round games. Give me one 13 or 14 seed that's going to win. Northeastern potentially over Kansas. Vermont potentially over Florida State. 
um, the potential 14. Um, as crazy as this sounds, Yale over LSU is my 14, which I already gave out. And um, that's it. That's that, a good I, that I don't yeah. I don't see anybody else that 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 spooks me. The 13 Cal Irvine may scare Kansas State. The health of that Kansas State player who set out the Big 12 tournament, uh, if he's out and they rested him, expecting him to play. But UC Irvine's got a squad. They got bigs. They got good guard play. Nobody pays attention to those teams from the Big West. But UC Irvine's got some studs. But my 14 is Yale. And uh, my my 12 is Oregon, and my 13 is Northeastern. Okay, now at least one double-digit seed has gone to the Sweet 16 32 of 34 years. So which double-digit seed is going to make it to the Sweet 16? There could be more than one, but give me one double-digit seed that you like to get to the Sweet 16. If Yale knocks off LSU, they're going to the Sweet 16. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. Okay. If Murray State gets by Marquette, which I, I don't think they can. I don't. Um, I just think Howard and, and the makeup of Marquette's a bad matchup for, for Murray State. Um, that's it. That's my that's my sexy, sexy Rexy is, is Yale. I'm going to go down with the smart boys from the Ivy to crack the Sweet 16. <laughs> and now how about this? Uh, I, I tweeted about it. Um, I saw the stat that only eight times in the last 40 years has the national championship game been a one versus a one. I honestly think this is going to be number nine. I think it's a one V one year because I think North Carolina is going to the national championship game and it's either Duke or Gonzaga. I think it's one versus one. Give me the case for either way, a one versus one, or do you think that it won't be a one versus one in the national championship? I don't. I think Michigan State's going to the the Final Four. Nice. There's something magical about this team. There's something magical about everything they've overcome this year. But like Rob and I were texting, people don't realize how good defensively Michigan State is. They just lock you down. And when you got two 6'11 guys in the paint and Tillman and Goins and Ward coming off the bench and you can filter things and they defend the perimeter as well. Cassius Winston, Big Ten Player of the Year, um, probably I think the best guard in the country. I think Michigan State matches up well with this young Duke team. And I think Michigan State pulls off the upset and I get Michigan State going to the national championship to play your North Carolina Tar Heels, and we'll worry about that game when we get there. <laughs> but that's my that's my that's maybe I'm a little biased because of Matty McQuaid, but I'm going Michigan State, North Carolina in the national championship. You know, I, I do. I'm telling you, there's something about Tom Izzo's team yep. that I just I love in the tournament. I call, I say it all the time. They're tournament tested. Well, uh, <laughs> this this team, and Matt and I were. I'm sorry, Rob and I were texting. The chemistry of this team yeah. and the love that they have for one another and of the four teams that Matt's played on um, as a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, they didn't have. They had Denzel Valentine his freshman year. Um, his sophomore year is a little banged up. They, they just – this is the, – the, you know, they had, they, had, they, had, they had Jackson who went early um, and, and – and, um, had two guys leave last year that went in the first round. They, they this is as Rob said, the chemistry and love that these kids have for one another. Only thing that scares me is that Ahern's got hurt and they're going, they're going seven, seven large, 
and, uh, and they turn the ball Duke over a bunch. The, yep, it, it's it's tough, but I like him. It, it, last story. Before the game at the team meal, Izzo said to his players, listen, we can play this game. We don't have to play this game. It's up to you guys. We can rest. It doesn't matter. We, I get it. it. It's it's probably better off that we rest. So if you guys don't want to play this game, I understand We'll just go in and, and, and do what we do. They looked at him and said, no, let's go play this game. And that tells you all you need to know about that team and Tom Izzo to go and beat Michigan in the manner when they did. Uh, so I say it in the podcast, Michigan State, North Carolina National Championship game. Right now, the Spartans 15-1 to to win it all. North Carolina 8-1 to to win it all. Might be considering putting a little wager on Sparty. Get a good value there. Be sure to check out BrandonLang.com. There might be a little 200-dime play for you there on the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. You can follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. And we will be back for your listening pleasure on Saturday. So when you wake up on Saturday, you're going to have a podcast for you to get ready for the second round of the NCAA tournament, and we will take you throughout the rest of March Madness. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Sharp Edge, brought to you by Believe. And be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Brandon, enjoy the first round of the NCAA tournament, brother. Got it, bud. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.